Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're going to tackle some of your frequently asked questions. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Really happy that you're here, that you've discovered us. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And both of those books really are to help you become a more intentional communicator. Started a business called The Brief Lab, where we teach people how to become clear and concise communicators in a very difficult environment, by the way, where there's a lot of communication, a lot of information, a lot of things competing for our attention. So at The Brief Lab, we really want you to become an elite communicator among the best. And this new segment that we have is to help you by answering questions that you have. And we'll have, we have courses in person and online. And we get questions posed to us at FAQ at thebrieflab.com. Highly encourage you. If you've got questions, just send them in. We get fielded. And we do this uh, episode once a month. So let's dive in. I, the overview of this week's episode, if there's like a thematic overview, is really about tackling things at home and on the spot. And I think it's important because we fielded these questions down uh, because clear and concise communication is more than just at work and in a formal setting, right? It affects us in our family and with our friends and acquaintances and impromptu moments. So we're going to tackle three questions that really, really focus mainly on at home and on, and on the spot. So let's, let's dive into our first question, which is question number one is, how do you apply the principles within a spousal or family relationship? Do you make any adjustments? Um, how do you make them not feeling like they're being briefed? Okay, that's a good question. So first thing I want you to do to answer that question is always, when you hear the word brief, I don't mean brief equals being concise. That is an incorrect understanding of what we call being brief. Being brief first and foremost means being clear. And then as concise as possible once you've been clear. Okay, so it means you've cut out the fluff. It's clear. It's more conversational. It's more relevant. So I don't want anybody thinking, hey, I read the book Brief or I went to the Brief Lab and being brief is just being concise because that is not true at all. So if you're looking at this from a family standpoint, the answer is yes. You know, you can apply the, the principles of being clear and concise, of being brief within a spouse or a family relationship. Um, I think let's just evaluate it at home, right? So in, within, within our, our spouse or our kids or our siblings or whatever that family environment is. Um, I think one thing we need to look at is where are we being infobese? Like infobesity is a thing, too much information. Are we, are we generating or consuming too much information? way, way over the top. Like we're going on and on about stuff that like, okay, we, we can trim here. So that's the, I, th I think that's the first thing. And the flip side of that is, are we being information anemic? You know, how was your day? Fine. What's going on? Not much. I mean, there's, so there's two sides of that, of that coin. So let's evaluate or assess is infobesity an issue in, in, at home or is, you know, information anemia or just too little information. So that's maybe the first thing to look at. The second thing is, are the conversations that we're having, are they balanced? Are they balanced? You know, do we share in the conversation 50-50 or is it close to 50-50? Are those conversations relevant? And, and finally, are they unified? Are we having the same conversation? Oftentimes in conversation, there's a wild imbalance. One person's doing almost all the talking. Um, 
the second thing is people are talking and it's not relevant to the other person who's talking. It has to do with me, but it doesn't have to do with you at all. We're not even thinking that way. And it's just, we're not having the same conversation. So I would take a look at that and, and, and see if you can zero in on that. And then just finally, the quality and the quantity of how we communicate. So at meals, you know, what's the quality of the conversation and the quantity of conversation when we're together at meals, um, when we're checking in, like, how was your day? Or what are you doing this weekend? Or what's going on? Or or even just like what I call like a family meeting, just an opportunity for people to get in sync. Like, what's going on? What are we doing? Making plans, vacations, weekends, things like that. So at the at how we how we convene as a family. Let's what's the quality and the quantity of that? So absolutely, can we apply the the principles of brief within a spousal or family relationship? The answer is absolutely yes. Okay. The second question we got this week is: Is it possible to be brief on the spot? On the spot, in personal and social settings. This is about you know like. Um, you know, can we bring in the moment, I'm out with friends, I'm out to dinner. Um, and the, the answer is absolutely. Can we, can we be, be, be brief on the spot? And again, I'm going to go back to being brief equals being clear and concise. And there's a few examples of where we can bring this. Like, let's say we're out in a social setting. Um, use that as an example, right? We're out with friends, we're out to dinner, um, when you're talking, and this happens quite a bit, and you're you're getting some velocity, you're getting some momentum, you're talking about something that really you're passionate about. Let's say you're talking about um, a sports team that you love or a vacation spot that you want to go to or just something that you're just honestly, once you start talking about it, it's really kind of hard to stop. Um, when you hear in your head, wow, I'm so interesting, this is so interesting, when you hear that voice, stop talking. Because it's an indication that you've passed that 50-50 line. You know, I was out to dinner a while ago um, with a group of, uh, of friends. And, you know, one person was doing all the talking. And there, that voice, I'm pretty certain that voice went off in his head. But he ignored it and he just kept on talking. Well, what it made for everybody else was just nobody really had a, nobody had a role in the conversation. You know, he kept on going and nobody could really say anything, get a word in edgewise. And it made for a less than amazing dinner, honestly. I, mean, I think people wanted to talk and we've got to stop ourselves, put a governor on that. And maybe it's a minute or two minutes, but enough. Like when you hear that, that word, like I'm on a roll, stop. That's one thing. Second thing is like use the elusive 600. You're familiar with the elusive 600. It's this, our brain is a capacity to process at 750 words per minute, consciously and subconsciously. People speak at the rate of 150 words per minute. So 750 minus 150 equals 600. So you get 600 extra words. But in that dinner party, well, you're, you're thinking, the, the other guests are thinking, all right? Um, when you're talking, I want you to use your elusive 600, this excess brain capacity, um, to ask yourself, you know, why is this relevant to them, right? Why, why, why? Use this question, why? You know, you're talking, but why would they care? You know, why would they care? Or maybe we're, maybe it's at home where you're, 
you're, you're, you're, you're giving, an, you know, an order to your kids or like empty the dishwasher. I'm just going to use this as a silly example, but it's, it's, I think it's a good one. Like, all right, that's pretty clear. Empty the dishwasher, but ask in your, in your, in your mind. Okay. When in my loose 600, I'm just telling, maybe I'm telling my, my daughter or my son, okay, empty the dishwasher. Can you please empty the dishwasher? But why? Well, the easiest way when I was growing up was because I told, because I told you, and I suppose that's fine, but there are other reasons why that can make it more meaningful, more pointed. Right? Well, empty the dishwasher because it makes your mom happy. All right. So now it's not just a task. I got to do this. Well, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a hassle. No, I want to do it because it might make somebody else happier. Okay, that's one reason why. Ask the question why again. Um, because then you can, you know, make the house look nicer. Or you know, who wants to see? You know, uh, if you want a clean dish, you can't get one. So it's for the betterment of the family. All right. Well, there's a bigger reason why. Keep on going. Like, why would a person want to do it other than just, I told you? Um, it, it might be like, it's the best way for you to thank me for cooking. You know, I love cooking. I made this dinner for you. Could you please empty the dishwasher? Because it's the best way, honestly, for you to thank me for cooking for you. In any event, I, those are just three. I just made them up. But, I mean, but ask yourself why and tell the person why. I'm going to go back to a podcast I did a while ago about some, I think it was called Simply Pointless. Things are pointless because you don't, you're not clear about what and why, right? What and why. So you're talking to a person, okay, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these things, but why would they care? Why does it matter? Why is it relevant? Ask yourself the question why and tell them why. I think that's an, an, another way to be brief on the spot is, is, is saying what and why in, in succession. And then the, th- the third thing I think is just when you feel like this, like you're on a rant, on a soapbox, you're just really on a roll about something that just once you start, you can't stop. 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 And I did a podcast on this, like one losing my temper. And my, my kids would tell me, like, Dad, you're really not brief when you when you when you get mad because you keep on saying the thing over and over and over again. So if you feel like you're on a rant, that might be a time for um, to stop, call a timeout, step away. Okay. And finally, um, Begin to, to put the attention more on the other person. Okay, so when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm trying to be brief on the spot, right? I'm going to go back to this dinner party. It was, it was you know a while ago, but it was just something noteworthy. You know, there's eight people at the dinner table. We're talking, and it's like, remember there are other people in the around the table, and we we have to you know pass the microphone around. Focus on you know how was your day. Um, what do you think? Get, get, it, get it off you onto the other person. So there's more balance in those conversations. On the spot, being clear, being concise could be, okay, well, let's, can we create a balanced conversation around that dinner table? You're, at, you're in a social engagement or a meeting or maybe you're a volunteer at an organization or you're doing things about town and, and you're interacting with people. Just look at the balance of can I start focusing on other people? So what, what do you think or... And, you know, you know, what do you do here? And I think moments like that can really help. Yes, so we can be brief on the spot. That was the second question. And then finally, the, this, the, the third question. You know, is there a simple, expedient way to offer feedback or a critique when somebody's delivery or communication technique is off? The answer to that question is no. There's not a, there's not a fast and easy way to do that without a person's permission. No, can't do it. You wouldn't want somebody to do that to you. 
yeah, that wasn't brief. That didn't make any sense. That was incoherent. Nobody, you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you. So the answer to the question is no, without permission. But the answer to that question is yes, with their permission. But here's what you need to do. And I did a podcast on this a while a while back called giving uh, giving people communications counsel, like giving them advice, especially your boss or people that are way more senior than you are. When you see them communicating, and man, is it not effective? They're way off the mark. But you're like, ah, in the moment, what do I do? Because they they already. They already burnt a bridge. They already just abused people's attention, talked way too much. And then the question is, can I give them feedback or critique? Yeah, no, not at that time. It's too late. But what you can do is ask them way, way, way in advance this question when there's nothing going on. Hey, um, would it be okay if I gave you advice or feedback if your delivery missed the mark down the road? Like not now. But like down the road, if you, if I saw you in a meeting or a conference call or in a video conference or Zoom or in a, or in, a pres- in, a, in, a, in a presentation or whatever, if I saw that you were missing the mark, not being clear, consistent, concise, compelling, could I give you some feedback? I promise. I make a promise to them that that my 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 feedback is going to be short. It'll be practical and really professional. I'm not going to make it personal. I'm not going to attack you, and I'm not going to like, you know, you know, be, be a hammer and you're going to be the nail. Could I do that? See if they say yes, you've gotten their permission, and tell them why you want or need to be the one to do this. It's really important. What you're asking is their permission, but why would you want to do this? Because I want to make you better. Okay, I want to make you better. Now, when you've asked that permission, even to a coworker, now you've asked that person for permission. So when that moment comes, you're like, hey, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. We talked about this a while ago, and you gave me permission to give you some short, practical, and professional feedback. I'd like to give you a little bit. Can I do that now? And ask them for permission again. Because they've given it to you once, now you got to ask them for it again. The person said yes, they're probably not going to say no again. And make it short, make it practical and professional. And so, yes, you can give a person feedback, but you have to ask them for it way in advance. So that's the FAQ this week. You know, always be ready, always be ready to improve the quality and quantity of communications, even and especially even outside of work. So this is not just a professional thing. It certainly is. But it, it goes outside of work to to your spousal and your family relationships. Absolutely. So if you feel compelled, if you feel compelled in a moment to just blurt out to somebody on the spot, well, that's not at all brief. Don't do it. Just saying.